boom we are live ladies and gentlemen boys and girls i hope you guys are having a fantastic week wherever you may be and of course however you may be listening as you know yesterday was the kids day for the iowa hawkeyes uh we are a day removed i made a video yesterday just going over the stat pack uh i really did not have access to a lot of highlights. Um, I, I did comment a little bit on the highlights that I saw, but not too much. Uh, and we dove into that a little bit, but we really just went over the stat pack, as they call it. Uh, I said yesterday, and I'll say it again, it, it's really hard to make any sweeping generalizations when it comes to just one day of practice uh, with guys that are out, things like that. But the things that I think you can take away from it is, number one, how do guys look physically? Are they playing fast? Do they look bigger, faster, stronger? Um, where are they at in the rotation? I think you can take notice of that. Uh, you know, with the quarterback, I think you can take notice of where he was placing the ball for the day, his completion percentage, uh, things like that. Uh you know, those are the general takeaways that you can come away with on a kid's day. Again, we don't have access to the day in, day out grind that the coaches have. So it is dangerous to make sweeping generalizations when it comes to this. But we will, after a day removed, we will be diving in just a little bit more uh, into the kid's day. I'm going to be going over who I thought uh, did really, really well. Uh, guys that that maybe were in contention for being freshman contributors uh, that I think are locks to be contributors, uh, freshmen and sophomores, when it comes to that, guys who maybe were under the radar, who I think are locks uh, to receive some snaps this year. Uh, and without further ado, let's get into this. So first things first, let's start with the offense. Let's take this in order here. I do want to say, uh, yesterday, I don't think I made any generalizations about Spencer Petrus. The only thing that I said with regards to Spencer uh, was when I look and watch his game, because we've seen moments from him. And, and to be honest, I have probably been the biggest advocate, not advocates, probably too strong a word but probably the most fair guy when it comes to Spencer Petrus. I remember uh, in the six and two year, as well as last year, when people were, were coming at Spencer so hard, I would always say at the end of the day, the Hawkeyes are winning. And I would also say, uh, I would also ask the same questions, which would be, and I, and I will say that again this year, uh, if, it shakes out this way, which is if the guy is not making it work at quarterback, is there somebody behind him that will be better? Not the same, but better. That's question number one. And then question number two, always to ask when it comes to the quarterback position is, is it worth it to change the quarterback position when your team is winning? And last year and the year before that, when it came to Spencer Petrus, most of the time, my answer was no. Uh, to both of those questions, they did not have a better option or or a hundred percent a better option behind him. And secondly, 
the team was winning, and I did not think, as a former Division I athlete, I know uh, how important it is to be cohesive uh, and to ha- be on a roll. Winning is contagious, and just the smallest change can change. It can totally screw it up. So my answer was always no. It is not worth it to change the quarterback position. Now, as the fir- as the season went on, obviously that changed. But point is, I have always been a pretty, not advocate, but a fair critiquer of Spencer Petras and the Iowa Hawkeye offense. Now, with yesterday, like I said, I don't think I said anything uh, super general about him. All I said was that his completion percentage was not what I was expecting or what even I had thought based off of the highlights that we had seen that were available. Uh, He went five for nine for 70 yards, as you guys can see here. Uh, And even still now, regardless of how he looked yesterday, that's still not the best stat line in the world. Now, granted, he did the Hawkeyes decided to give a majority of the snaps and the passes to Padilla and Labus. Uh, and for those of you who are hoping that Spencer Petrus will not be the starting quarterback, you are sadly mistaken. He is definitely going to be the starting quarterback week one. Uh, and I think that the Iowa coaching staff last year only went to Padilla out of need rather than truly wanting to go to Padilla. Uh, as opposed to Petrus. The Iowa coaching staff wants to make it work with Petrus. For me, personally, I think Joey Labus is probably the best option with the highest ceiling. But knowing the Iowa coaching staff, that ain't going to happen. That's probably not going to happen unless Labus was tearing it up so much in practice that it was undeniable uh, whether he should be on the field or not. So Petrus will be day one starter. I'm... Personally, okay with that. I don't think Padilla has shown himself to to be the, you know, head in a way better than than Petrus. Uh, I think Padilla went in there and did some good things, but he also did some bad things uh, and left a lot to be desired. Uh, Petrus, you know, he has a big arm. He's six foot five. Uh, and I am going to hold judgment. I think he can get it done. That's basically what I'm trying to say. I think he can get it done, and I am going to hold back judgment until we actually have some real, real football games uh, with Spencer Petrus. Uh, I want to give him a shot, and so I'm going to give him a shot. Um, Again, yesterday, all I said was that five for nine was not that best. With that being said, you know, he was placing the ball relatively well uh, on the field. Uh, you know, it is obvious that he does command the offense probably better than any other quarterback on the roster. He does physically look better, and and that's a good sign. Uh, I don't love the five for nine, but it's also not the worst thing in the world either. So that's what I'll say about Petrus. Uh, he put the ball in some good places yesterday. Was it was it a far and away, you know, just incredible day for Petrus? No, but again, most of the snaps went to Padilla and Labus. All right, moving on. I think I gave enough of uh, conversation when it comes to Pete, 
Petrus. Padilla and Labus, uh, Labus, you know, uh, I, as I've said, I think he should be the guy that the Hawkeye coaching staff puts their uh, puts all their energy into. I think he has the highest ceiling. He's six foot five. He can run uh, probably better than any quarterback on the roster, minus Carson May. Uh, I think he has a big arm. He has a lot of talent. Uh, as for yesterday, he threw two interceptions. But he was, other than those two interceptions, he was pretty accurate. And I thought that we saw what he's capable of doing with the weak side or over the shoulder going to his weak side, so the left side because he's right-handed, rolling out that way and showing his athleticism with some of those plays. Uh, I think the one thing that you can see with with each quarterback is – The Iowa coaching staff definitely does have a little bit of different minute differences when it comes to the play calls and what they have the quarterbacks doing when they are under center. Petrus, you're going to see very little rollout to the weak side, but you'll see some rollout on his strong hand, Uh, but mostly he's going to stay in the pocket. Padilla, he'll be under center. Uh, I think the coaching staff basically does the same thing with him as Petrus for the most part with a little bit more movement because he is athletic and Labus, uh, the same thing. So there was some good with the quarterbacks, some positives. Um, you know, was it an overwhelmingly good day? No, it was not. Uh, I think if you say it was, I think, you know, you're sipping some crazy Kool-Aid, but, uh, there was some good things. Uh, and that is where we will leave it with the quarterbacks from yesterday. Okay, moving on to the running backs, uh, the, the the MVP of the day was Josiah Patterson, and I told you guys, uh, met, you know, a few times in a few different videos, especially in his commitment video that I did, that he was, you know, way undervalued. Uh, I thought that he should have continued to be a four-star running back coming out of high school. Uh, I am not surprised in the least that he has been able to come to campus and display his vision. Uh, I think he's more athletic than people give him uh, credit for. He's a very smooth runner uh, and he's patient. He has, as I said, he has great vision. Uh, And the reason why I was so confident about him being able to come to Iowa and immediately uh, show his skills, his capabilities is Deerfield Beach in Florida is one is a huge school. Uh, it's a very competitive area. Uh, that that's pr- as high level of a high school that you will come across. Uh, so Josiah Patterson was definitely the MVP. Will he? Do I think he will see snaps this upcoming year? Well, I think the third running back is up for grabs right now. I think uh, after yesterday. I think Josiah is probably in the lead. I thought that it was going to be Devin Hilson, uh, but I would say now that Josiah is probably in the lead, I think Caleb Johnson is close behind. Uh, Caleb Johnson has all the physical tools. He, he's built like a brick shite house, okay? Um, but he still has to work on some of the things that Josiah, I think, is a little bit further ahead on. Uh, LaShawn looked pretty good. Um, I wish we could have seen Gavin but that's all right. LaShawn looked pretty good. 
guys, I'm very confident about the two running backs that the Hawkeyes have going into next year. I think that that the two running backs that Iowa has are going to get it done. Uh, we will see who the third running back option is. Uh, when it comes to Josiah Patterson and Caleb Johnson, as I said, do I think they will see snaps next year? It's it's 50-50. Do I think they have a shot? Absolutely. They definitely have a chance. Uh, as I said, Josiah is probably in the lead right now for the third running back position. Okay, moving on to the receiving group. Uh, you know, Addison Ostranga, again, a guy that I was trying to tell you guys about. Anytime you are good enough to be a Division One level athlete in two sports, you're legit. Uh, Addison was a Division One level athlete in both both baseball and football. Uh, he's legit. Uh, now that he can put all of his time into football, uh, the sky is the limit for this guy. He looked great yesterday. He had the he had the truck, uh, you know, hit stick um, yesterday. Uh, he looked great. Luke Lachey looked pretty good. Um, Stilianos is not as far as I thought he would be. I thought that he was the unquestioned. Uh, third tight end, but now I'm not so sure. I think that it's probably between him and Steven. Those are going to be the two guys battling for the third tight end position uh, on this Iowa Hawkeye roster. Steven is, you know, more seasoned. Uh, he's probably a little bit better blocker at this point when it comes to the college level. Uh, but Addison, I think, probably has some better physical tools, natural physical tools, uh, than Steven Stelianos, uh, the wide receivers, you know, I've said from the beginning, the guys that are going to see the snaps next year are going to be Nico Regani, Arlan Bruce. Um, you know, obviously Keegan Johnson, I think Brody Brecht due to his size, will see some snaps. Uh, and, uh, you know, behind those guys, I think it's pretty much tied if not Deontay Vines having a little bit of a lead. Um, but I think Caden Wedgton, Deontay Vines, and Jacob Bostic are in that next group. Uh, I think Deontay Vines has been doing a, all the reports about him coming out of camp are great. He's been doing a phenomenal job. Uh, I definitely think he will get some snaps this upcoming season. Um, he, you know, if you look at the Iowa Hawkeye photos from practice, he's in every single one. He was making plays left and right. Um, so, you know, the wide receivers looked pretty good yesterday. The ball got spread around pretty well. Um, so this is the group that I think is going to make or break the Iowa Hawkeye season. If they can play to the level or close to the level uh, that they are capable of, the Iowa Hawkeyes are going to have a phenomenal season. If it's more of what we saw last year, then it's going to be, Tough sledding when it comes to moving the chains. Okay, guys, closing this out on the defense. Uh, you know, the defensive line looked great. Uh, linebackers look good. The, the, the defense is loaded, guys. It really is. That's why I'm I'm so shocked that Iowa is not in the top 25. Uh, I mean, the defense is, is top seven, top five nationally going into the season. Um, Xavier Wanpa played great. I would say he was probably the MVP of the defense. He's definitely not redshirting. Uh, I don't, 
along that same line, I don't think Aaron Graves will be redshirting. He's just too physically gifted to keep off the field. He was lined up with the two uh, with the twos yesterday. Probably got a few snaps with the ones. Even um, you know those two guys will not be redshirting. Uh, they will be seeing time on the field. Uh, you know, TJ Hall, I could see him playing, but we'll see. I mean, again, the defense is so loaded. I think that TJ Hall's best chance to see the field is on special teams. He is very talented. I would not be shocked if he did see the field uh, and forwent for his red shirt uh, next, this upcoming season. The guy that I am the highest on outside of Jack Campbell and Riley Moss is Lucas Van Ness. Guys, I don't know if you've seen the the photos, but this dude is is built like a brick shite house, like Caleb Johnson. Uh, he is shredded, uh, you know, just huge. He's six foot five. Uh, you know, he he's athletic. Uh, he's got a high motor. He kind of reminds me physically of Aiden Hutchinson. Um, and you know, I don't know if you guys read this, but he. His goal for himself is to have 14 sacks this upcoming season. Uh, I'm not saying that I predict he'll be there, but guys, he is going to be a breakout uh, player this upcoming season. Um, I think he's going to be the starting defensive end for the Iowa Hawkeyes. He's rarely going to come off the field. He is the star defensive lineman this year. The Hawkeyes always have one guy who is their top defensive lineman. This year, it's going to be Lucas Van Ness. Um, You know, my, my goal for him as a fan uh, and and what I would consider a productive season for him would be equaling, if not having a few more sacks and tackles for loss than he had last year. If he can get eight to ten or eight to twelve sacks, that that would be a phenomenal season. Uh, you know, equaling, if not surpassing his ta- tackles for loss as well. Um, and I don't see why not. The guy's focused. Uh, he has high expectations for himself. Uh, you know, he is the guy that I think is going to propel this defense even further uh, than some preseason prognosticators would have them. All right, guys, that is going to do it. Um, you know, uh, the, the other guys, before we totally wrap this up, I'd be remiss if I did not point this out. Drew Stevens and Aaron Blom w- were phenomenal. And way back when I said that this was something to keep an eye on. Uh, the, the Iowa Hawkeyes in the end, the difference between Iowa and Nebraska or a school like Nebraska is special teams, uh, kick return, punt return, kickoff punting, and of course, field goal kicking. And we've seen the, probably the most underrated reason the Iowa Hawkeyes have had a phenomenal stretch of five years is because of consistency in the kicking game from Marshall Kane to, uh, you know, uh, our guy last year uh, to Drew Stevens and Aaron. Well, we'll see it who it's going to be between Drew Stevens and Aaron Blom. Keith Duncan, obviously, J- Blanken, and of course, Caleb Shudak. I mean, Iowa really has been blessed uh, in the kicking game the last five years, and it's all due to LeVar Woods. I mean, LeVar Woods is getting it done as the special teams coach. Um, so who who is it going to be between Stevens and Blom? 
guys, I'd be lying if I gave you guys a prediction. Drew Stevens is a freshman, so I think the Iowa coaching staff probably will err on the side of Aaron Blom. But right now, it's neck and neck, uh, and it's good to know that both guys are making progress. So I'm feeling much better. I mean, this was a major question mark going into the season. Uh, I mean, kicking at Kids Day in practice is one thing. Kicking in a game is another. So, so I don't want to go too overboard here with them. But this was a major concern a couple months ago with what we saw in spring. But now we have seen some progress. Uh, they were nailing those kicks. There was only one that was somewhat close, but he still made it. So, um, all right, guys, that's going to do it. Let me know what you guys thought of the kids' day. Who impressed you? Um, who are you excited to see? Yada, yada, yada. Um, we will be back next time with some position previews, uh, and I will be dropping uh, my prediction for how the West will finish. Unlike most people, the, the main thing that I base it off of is the talent on each roster. Um, because a lot of people base it off of the schedule and yes, the schedule plays a part, but in the end, there's no way to know how hard a, a, a schedule some a team is going to have before the season starts. The only time, you know, how good or not good the schedule is, is, is by the time you're like five games into the season, you, you look at last year, for example, Iowa state and Indiana were not nearly as good as some folks thought. And Iowa was better than some folks thought. Uh, Purdue was better than most folks thought. So, again, so I base it off of talent on the roster rather than the schedule. All right, guys, drop a like, drop a comment, give your boy a subscribe. Uh, you know, you guys are totally uh, killing it, hitting the subscribe button. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Let's keep this rolling. Um, so I will put the PayPal link and all that in the description. Uh, and last but not least, DBAP, don't be a pussy willow and facts are feelings because your feelings don't matter. Love you guys. See you guys next time. Go Hawks. Bye-bye.